Welcome to First Formation, spiritual exercise for Christian soldiers looking to get the fuck up and pray. Join Pew Pew HQ every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 49, verses 1 through 12. Hear this, all peoples. Give ear, all inhabitants of the world, both low and high, rich and poor together. My mouth shall speak wisdom. The meditation of my heart shall be understanding. I will incline my ear to a proverb. I will solve my riddle to the music of the lyre. Why should I fear in times of trouble, when the iniquity of those who cheat me surrounds me? those who trust in their wealth and boast of the abundance of their riches. Truly no man can ransom another, or give to God the price of his life, for the ransom of their life is costly, and can never suffice, that he should live on forever and never see the pit. For he sees that even the wise die, the fool and the stupid alike must perish and leave their wealth to others. Their graves are their homes forever, their dwelling places to all generations, though they called lands by their own names. Man in his pomp will not remain. He is like the beasts that perish. Proverbs chapter 23, verses 1 through 11. When you sit down to eat with a ruler, observe carefully what is before you, and put a knife to your throat if you are given to appetite. Do not desire his delicacies, for they are deceptive food. Do not toil to acquire wealth. Be discerning enough to desist. When your eyes light on it, it is gone, for suddenly it sprouts wings, flying like an eagle toward heaven. Do not eat the bread of a man who is stingy. Do not de- desire his delicacies, for he is like one who is inwardly calculating. Eat and drink, he says to you, but his heart is not with you. You will vomit up the morsels that you have eaten, and waste your pleasant words. Do not speak in the hearing of a fool, for he will despise the good sense of your words. Do not move an ancient landmark or enter the fields of the fatherless, for their Redeemer is strong. He will plead their cause against you. Romans chapter 11, verses 33 through 36. Oh, the depth of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God! How unsearchable are His judgments and how inscrutable His ways! For who has known the mind of the Lord? Or who has been His counselor? Or who has given a gift to Him that He might be repaid? For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be glory forever. Amen. Good morning and welcome to the eighth Thursday after Pentecost. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from Laguna Niguel, California. This morning's readings come to us from Psalm 49, Proverbs 23, and Romans 11. And I have to apologize, I missed recording yesterday. I'm not sure exactly why. Um, yeah, it slipped my mind, even though I came back and got some work done on my uh, Reborn on the Fourth of July podcast series. Um, I'm working on Movement 2. You can, uh, I think you can look up Reborn on the Fourth of July wherever you listen to podcasts, and I should have the introduction and the first movement done. I'm working on the second movement. But this morning's readings, uh, in the Proverbs, they're... Um, they feel like they're disjointed, but there is a theme uh, of not being too trustworthy of those who have 
power or those who are um, unsavory characters. Um, and there's a thoroughgoing suspicion of those with power and money in the Old Testament in particular. Um, but it's not that money is evil, but that money can corrupt and power can corrupt. And so when it says, you know, it opens by saying, when you sit down to eat with a ruler, be careful, don't eat too much, don't, you know, be swayed by what he has. It's also coupled with uh, someone who is stingy um, and calculating. Um, and so I know plenty of people who have a lot of power and money and influence who are stingy, um, but not all of those who have power are stingy and calculating. Um, and putting these two together, it's it's admitting that that's kind of the um, that's the that's the the norm, I think, and that's why Jesus says it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than a rich man to gain heaven, because it's not impossible. Not all rich people are bad, but being rich makes it very easy to, if not be bad, certainly to be the kind of person that Christ and the people of God are called to be. Um, and part of that is like, how do you accumulate that wealth and power? So often it is done by unjust means and not necessarily evil means, um, but through uh, systems and relationships and, and uh, dynamics that are imbalanced and that favor um, some people over others. Um, and I think that's part of the reason why there's this deep suspicion of wealth, because to get wealth while others are poor suggests that injustice is has contributed to it. And I don't think all injustice is the same as evil. Um, you know, we're all biased people. Um, we may think that we're good, and we may genuinely be trying to do good, but by not being able to see what's in our blind spots by not understanding and being wise as a serpent about how power and money and social dynamics work. If we're part of the the group that is being benefited, we have this privilege uh, that we're not examining, uh, that we're standing on the shoulders of those who've gone before us, and they're standing on the shoulders of often um, labor and humanity that has been degraded and exploited. Um, so the rich or the rulers are not all stingy. Um, they're not all calculating. They're not all um, evil or seeking evil or self-centered. But those who are rich are benefiting from a system that deprives people of what they should have. So like think of Warren Buffett or Bill Gates seem like really good people. But somehow they've got all this money and they're still poor people, not just in you know, random places in the world, but in their own backyards. Um, Silicon Valley and I don't know where Buffett lives, I think Ohio or something. Um, and so it's harder to be the kind of person that the people of God are called to be when you've accumulated so much. It's far more likely that some of it has come to you unjustly even if you're a good person, um, it's far more likely that you have gained that through uh, imbalanced systems than it is that 
uh, you've made sure, you know, you've dotted your T's and crossed your, you know, crossed your T's and dotted your I's on your rise to the top. Maybe you did. I mean, I don't know. Um, and I think there's a difference between like the Jeff Bezos's and the Bill Gates, right? Um, but giving away money still discloses that you have money to give away. How did you get that money? How did you get to where you were? What is the story of how that massive wealth, wealth was accumulated? Um, because God and the people of God are a storied people. We want to know, you know, how things got to be the way they are, who benefited, who didn't, who was deprived of what they deserved and who um, uh, got more than they deserved. One of the first stories that we see um, uh, when the Israelites are freed from slavery in Egypt is they get this manna. And there's not, it's not a word. It just, it means like, what is this? In Hebrew, um, the manna is like dew that sits on the ground in the morning. And it's just there. And if you pick too much, it will rot and uh, uh, you'll get maggots. Except for the sixth day, you pick twice as much. And on the seventh, you just chill out. And if you've taken too much, all of your manna will be infested with maggots. If you accumulate too much, there's some there's something wrong with what's what you're holding in your hand. You may be a great person. You may be thinking about your family. Maybe maybe you want to accumulate to divvy it up. I mean, that's what the storehouses were for in Egypt. Uh, but God is saying, look, stop trying to be in control. You are not all powerful. I am. You have some power, but don't forget that I am God and you are not. Um, and so there's no coincidence that this is one of the first lessons they get when they're all, you know, when all eyes are on God in the middle of the desert before they've seen the, the promised land and refused to take it, I think. Um, and so this accumulation of possessions is one of the things that is most, that, that is important to scripture. It's something that uh, the ancient people of God had their eyes on. Um, it's not impossible for the rich to be good people, to be uh, to inherit the kingdom of heaven just as everyone else. But, I mean, let's think about this. How did you become rich? What is your Genesis story? Um, and so I, I point that out because too often we want to like make big, broad judgments about people. And I know that as a veteran and as a soldier, a lot of Christians wanted to believe that I've committed sins that I haven't committed. I've been subject to those broad, sweeping stereotypes and generalizations. And so I'm, I'm not rich, I don't think. Um, I'm richer than some. But, and I'm, I'm really interested in class and how it works. But that shouldn't keep us from seeing that, you know, that should, we should not use that as an excuse, our own uh, ex experience of injustice. We should not use that as an excuse to dismiss all people of a type, um, because prejudice is really dangerous. It doesn't harm. It doesn't just harm those who suffer injustice. It harms the soul of people who wield prejudice and bias without thinking about it. Um, and that brings me back to being rich. Like if you haven't thought about how you're gaining this money. Um, and you've gained it, now you're like living the highlight. I, I don't know, I think of Jeff Bezos and his 
business model of like squeezing everybody for what they're worth and anyway whatever like if you haven't thought about that that's the problem i um, mean when you do think about it uh, you will see almost every instance when they talk about the rich there's some qualifiers and that's because being rich isn't the problem how you accumulate wealth and the story of that wealth and the hidden stories behind it that's important and if you haven't tended to that and maybe people like Bill Gates and Warren Buffett have. I really think maybe they have. Um, but if you haven't, it will be harder for you to get into the kingdom of heaven than it is for a well than it is for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle. A prayer for the poor and neglected from the Book of Common Prayer. Almighty and most merciful God. We remember before you all poor and neglected persons whom it would be easy for us to forget. The homeless and the destitute, the old and the sick, and all who have none to care for them. Help us to heal those who are broken in body or spirit and to turn their sorrow into joy. Grant this, Father, for the love of your Son, who for our sake became poor, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, you can participate in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash pewpewhq. You can contribute as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a lectionary reading for a future episode. Instructions will be provided, and you don't have to be a grunt to collaborate with Pew Pew HQ in this or any way. Finally, you can also record and send prayer requests of a minute or less. Prayers can be included in the episode, read anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in First Formation. I hope you'll continue to listen, even if I can't convince you to jump in. This has been Brother Logan Isaac, always faithful, Always family. Semper Familia.